The Burt Show. She's not spending Christmas with her boyfriend because her boyfriend is spending Christmas with his ex. Hmm. Do we think this is shady or not? She's not spending Christmas with her boyfriend because he's busy spending Christmas with his ex. Daphne, you have got to explain what the heck is going on. <laughs> All right, so... I've been I've been dating um, this guy for a couple months, and honestly, things have been going great. Um, so I decided to take the next step and invite him to, you know, to come spend Christmas with my family. That's a huge step. And he wasn't going. To, yeah, right. I, I thought so. So he said, you know, he wasn't planning on doing it. He wasn't going to be with his own family, but he had other plans. So I said, "What are your other plans?" And he said he was going to spend it with his ex. Um, he was like he's even like he's planning on going to Tennessee to spend time with her family. <laughs> um, I just think it seems really odd. Um, I'm trying to, you know, not make a big deal of it, but I'm I can't let it go. He said he's really still close to her family, even though they broke up like a, a while ago, like months before we got together. So yeah, so he said it's like basically this is the time he's going to say goodbye. Oh, um, this is going to be like a closure right. Christmas for him. Yeah, but if you're not together, you're not together. Why do you need to go and make this grand exit? No, I don't agree. So they don't even have a child together? No, they don't have a child together. No, they just wish together. He's, he's just really cool with the family, so he feels the need that he needs to spend Christmas with them one last time and then say goodbye. Yeah, and this isn't, like you said, an, this isn't an ex from, like, forever ago. This is the woman he dated right before you, and he's going to be spending Christmas yeah. with her family. I'm, honestly, I'm thinking I should go too. We all should go. <laughs> Make it a family affair. Why do you have to say goodbye to an ex? Doesn't the goodbye come first and then that's why they become an ex? That, that, I thought the breakup was <laughs> like, the goodbye. I thought that was the natural order of the process. Yeah, I just watched a movie about this. It's that new one with Leighton Meester called Xmas. And I'll only tell you, girl, if it goes anything like this film, mm. it is not going to end well for you because she had was in the same situation, was super close with the family. They go back, they get back together. Spoiler alert. So uh, if I'm you, I'm, I'm not saying I would tell him that he can't go, but I would t- I would at least the very uh, uh, express w- why this is wrong, which feels so dumb to have to say. Yeah, Daphne, I'm assuming when he said when he told you like when you're having the conversation about Christmas and he's like, yeah, I'm gonna be spending with my ex. You were so shell shocked in that moment, you couldn't accurately, you know, display like, dude, do you not see how that's weird? That is absolutely what happened. I'm still confused. I I would think, like, this is the first time I'm talking about it to you guys. Yeah. Like, trying to, oh, no, we have to have a conversation because if it's not a family trip, you don't need to go. Um, Yeah. I don't don't see anything wrong with you going back to him being like, hey, so let's rewind and revisit that conversation we had the other day. I really wasn't prepared Mm -hmm. for your response. And now that I've had time, like, it's to really think about it and it sunk in. I I don't think it's cool that you're going to go spend Christmas with your ex when you can spend it with me, your current. Yes, and I don't even understand how he expects me to explain that to my family because they, they, some have met him and yeah. now he's just not here on Christmas because he's with his ex-girlfriend. Oh, that's, yeah, so, I, that's shady. I, I couldn't imagine this. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with like what Kristen said, going up to him and talking to him, but I've always kind of had a, a bit of a different approach in situations like these because I feel like you can convince him not to do it. 
But for me, it's always been more about the ask of why do you even think this mm-hmm. is okay? Mm-hmm. Why are you putting me in a position to even have to deal with this? And if I'm a couple months in with somebody and they're already showing me that this is how they see me and they don't set any boundaries to not do things like this, I would consider leaving. Hey, Sherry. Uh, welcome to the Burt Show. Thanks for joining the conversation. Shady or not? Hi. Hi. So, Shady, I agree with everything Mo just said. Why do you think this is okay? Because it's not okay. That's your past. You're moving forward. Shady, 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 red flag. Mm. All right. Elizabeth, thank you for joining the Burt Show. Thanks for joining the conversation. Shady or not? It is absolutely shady. I've always been taught that the holidays in general, no matter what you believe in, um, it's always for building memories for the future. So either he's going and building memories for the future with somebody else, or maybe I need to hang out with a listener on Christmas and we're going to ride together and follow that car to, <laughs> to win. <laughs> we create some other memories. <laughs> Thank you, Elizabeth. All right, Daphne, everybody's on board. We all think this is shady. So I think you need to have a follow-up conversation with him about this and tell him how you really feel. Yes, I do. Thank you so much because I was really going back and forth about this. Yeah. No, no, you're we're, right. We're validating. We're validating <laughs> you your feelings. Right. Um, it, it, it's it's shady AF. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Good luck Thank with that conversation. Guys. All right. Thank you. You're Have welcome. You too. Hey, the Bird Show. All right, changing gears. I need to make a very important phone call. Um, I'm kind of taking advantage of some access the Burt Show has because I have a question for Santa. Oh, I know him. (laughs) We all know him thanks to Santa Scared Straight. I have a question for Santa that I've never had before because, um, you know, my son is two and a half and Christmas has just taken on a whole new meaning seeing it through a child's eyes. I'm here to let you know it is so much fun and we went and we saw Santa and uh, Jimmy sat on Santa's lap and was so good and we saw Santa on the choo-choo train this past weekend and um, I kind of whispered in his ear hey I might be calling you um, on the Burt show because I got a question (laughs) to ask you because um, I think my question is also one that other parents might have but since they don't have the access to him I was just going to do us all a solid when it comes to gift giving, because yeah, Santa comes on Christmas Eve and drops off presents, but you know, your parents also get you gifts too. Like Bar and I are going to get our son Jimmy some gifts, of course, because it's the holiday season uh, in conjunction with Santa. So I'm curious who gets to give Jimmy the big gift. Is it Santa or is it mom and dad? Mm-hmm. Mm. Right? Yeah, that's a good question. Because, you know, obviously we don't want to bring him the same thing because then that would awkward if he had two of them underneath the Christmas tree. So um, let's, hey, Katie, you got you had his digits. Will you go ahead and call up Santa for me? Is it okay to be competitive during during the holiday season? <laughs> <No. laughs> I don't know. Santa's not one of the people I want would want to compete that's with. No, <laughs> exactly. Not at all. We get his answer. He's a busy man. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm it, not shocked. It is a very, very busy time of year, but um, I thought we had like the special Santa red phone that <laughs> we don't we don't ever have a a busy tone. Santa only gave that number to too many people for the red phone. <laughs> Santa's getting around the block. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ho, ho. It's Santa. Hello. Hey, 
Hey, Santa. It's Kristen from The Bird Show. How are you doing this morning? Oh, Kristen, I'm great. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing so good. I'm here with Abby and Mo and Cassie. And uh, first... Uh, I, I know. I've, I've been looking in, actually, this morning on my Santa vision. Oh, you I have? Hope what your, I hope your rump is okay with that spider. <laughs> <laughs> I had to zoom in at the unveiling this morning. <laughs> um, really quick for those that don't know what Santa's talking about earlier this morning I had the show look at my butt cheek because I had a spider bite yeah. and I wanted to make sure it wasn't spreading and I didn't have necrosis yeah he sees you when you're sleeping and he sees you when you drop trowel yeah apparently so <laughs> moving that's one in the naughty column. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> um, well, Santa, I know I know you're very busy this time of year. I just want to say thank you so much for picking up. But I had I had a quick question for you uh, when it comes sure. when it comes to gift giving at Christmas, and you crush it every year with the gifts you bring all the kiddos across the world. Um, but for families, when mom and dad are also getting a gift. Is it is it you that brings the big gift, or is it the parents that bring the big gift? Why do you ask? Well, I just want to make sure that you know we're not bringing the same thing, and um, that we're just we're, we're all on the same page. Oh, I, I think I I think I. What's that I hear? Oh, is it Kristen trying to steal Santa's thunder? It's <laughs> not one up Santa. Is that what's going on? Well, no, I'm not trying to one up Santa, but we we all know how it, how good it feels to be appreciated, and you know, I I may struggle with validation a little bit, which is why I'm in therapy and I got into radio. Um, so well, let, me, let me let me get this right. Let's see. We make the toys here uh, in the toy shop. Uh huh. We ship them out, uh-huh. they put them on the shelves. Uh-huh. You may buy a toy and then give it to your precious little Jimmy, and then you want to take 100% credit for that. Is that what I'm hearing? No, 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 no. Santa, <laughs> no, I'm saying you give, you come, we're going to have milk and cookies for you. You're going to come down the chimney. We're going to make sure it's nice and clean for you so you don't get too too much soot on your on your um, suit. And you're going to bring gifts. But, of course, my husband and I also want to give Jimmy some gifts from Mama and Dada. Oh, so, again, you're wanting the credit. And Santa, you want Santa to bring a smaller gift and you bring the bigger gifts. Is that correct? Well, I'm just trying to decipher who brings the small gift and who brings the big gift. Well, you know, we're all about working smarter and not harder here at the North Pole. So if you want to take some of the weight out of (laughs) Santa's gift bag, fine by me. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's, That's what I was hoping you would say, Santa. Thank you. Well, how close are we talking? Like, am I going to look bad in the eyes of Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> no, you 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 are definitely not going to look bad in the eyes of Jimmy, I promise. Because I've got a reputation to uphold. <laughs> absolutely and you do. Is. Yeah, absolutely you do. I mean, Cassie, have All you been right. wondering the same thing? Um. Yes, but Santa and I talked. Oh. Um, we came to a, a, an agreement where mom and dad give the big gift in our house. Okay. But Santa takes care, obviously, of all the stockings and a bunch of other presents under the tree. So it kind of equals out. Oh, of course. Because he gives lots of smaller presents. Mm-hmm. And then we give one big gift from mom and dad. Mm. So yeah, e- equality. Cassie I'm, uh, Cassie, I'm still waiting for that check in the mail, too. 
Listen, I'll make sure your chocolate chip cookies aren't vegan this year, okay? (laughs) That'll be my thank you to you. Yeah, Santa, do you have any requests when it comes to, like, what cookies you would like laid out for you on Christmas Eve? Chocolate chip are my favorite. And if you go chocolate, chocolate chip, then that's, that's where you get me. And you may get a couple of extra presents under the tree. Mm. Duly, oh, duly noted. And I just uh, one like because I know you, I know you got to go. Um, I know you got to go. So I just wanted to check um, with everybody here on the Burr Show. Everybody's like securely on the nice list right now, right? <laughs> you should try some of that comedy during the show. well santa thank you so much for clarifying yes the parents bring the big gift and then santa takes care of the rest um and i think yeah it's just it's a win-win for everybody and it lightens santa's sleigh a little bit that way the reindeer i know like you know it can be a little bit of a strain pulling that sleigh so we just want to help the reindeer out too yeah and this year lay off the carrots on the reindeer they they don't they don't uh, you know, I'm sitting behind them. Yeah, car- pulling the sleigh and those carrots—they just have an effect on them. <laughs> car- car- Got it. Carrot farts are pretty potent. I'm picking it up. All right. Well, Santa, thank you so much, and um, uh, stay warm up there in the North Pole, and we'll see you in just a couple of sleeps. <laughs> We're getting ready. We're getting down to crunch time. <laughs> Bye, Santa. Bye, Santa. Bye, Bye Santa. Bye, Santa. <laughs> All right, so I'm glad we got that clarified. Yep. <laughs> I feel much better about things now. Y'all want to give me his digits? I got to call him after the break. Uh, I got some beef about Christmas 2003. <laughs> <laughs> Never got that Barbie Jeep. <laughs> hey, The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show's entertainment buzz. Step aside, Mariah Carey, because there's a new queen of Christmas, at least for this week. Brenda Lee's Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree has hit number one after 65 years. I wonder why. Well, it is Christmas time. Yeah, but it's after 65, it's Christmas time, it's been Christmas time for 65 years. So why this year is she going to hit number one? Well, it's always been one of my favorite Christmas songs. And so I wonder if it's just the generation that listens to Spotify the most starting to stream it and it's started to hit the the top spot. Because when I think of Christmas, I think of Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree and Wham's Last Christmas. Like those are my top two favorite Christmas songs. And so this is actually her third number one single, but it's her first since 1960. It's also the only third seasonal song to reach number one of course along with Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is is You and the Chipmunk song by the Chipmunks (laughs) she also holds the record for the longest period between a time between the time a song was released and when it reached number one which was also held by Mariah Carey with All I Want for Christmas is You when it came out in uh it came or it it came out it hit number one in 2019, 25 years after she released it. It also broke Mariah's record for the longest span between number ones from her first, which of course was in 1960, and uh, Mariah Carey, who released Vision of Love in 1990 that hit number one and then didn't have another number one until All I Want for Christmas is You hit number one in 2019. She's also the oldest woman to score a number one on the chart, a record I'm sure Mariah Carey is now very happy to not hold anymore. Um, 
but the top six so far on the Billboard Top 100 chart are actually all 10 songs in the top 10 are all Christmas themed. Of course, All I Want for Christmas is You in there, Bobby Helms, Jingle Bell Rock. There's also Wham's Last Christmas, Burl Ives, A Holly Jolly Christmas, Andy Williams, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, and more. So it's a very Christmassy Billboard Top 100. For sure. Mariah Carey is also setting to release new music. She says she's been working on it for a while and 2024 is going to be her year. I feel like once you get that second wind of like, oh, I'm hitting the number one chart with the song I released almost 30 years ago. I feel like it's got to give you the confidence to be like, you know what? Maybe I should get back in the studio and see what else I can put out there. So good for Mariah Carey. I hope she brings us more number ones and maybe she'll take uh, Brenda Lee's record of being the oldest woman to get a number one on the Billboard Top 100. I'd be interested to see if she still got it. Yeah. yeah. It's been a while. I'd like to hear it. So, okay. So we had this debate a couple of days ago about whether or not a movie like Die Hard is technically considered a Christmas movie. And this is the time of year when that debate pops up. So a new poll came out that says 26% say Die Hard is a Christmas movie. 50% say no. And 23% like me are like, "Mm, not sure because I've actually never seen the film. So Bruce Willis has actually said that it's not a Christmas movie. In a Comedy Central roast, he said it's a Bruce Willis movie. So absolutely not. (laughs) But (laughs) Yahoo UK actually came came out with a litmus test to ask yourself whether or not a movie is actually a Christmas film. So we can all do this together with Die Hard, but also a list of other movies that people kind of consider Christmas films like Gremlins, Mean Girls, Rent, Batman Returns, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Edward Scissorhands, Iron Man 3, and Catch Me If You Can. So the first question on the litmus test as to whether or not something is a Christmas film is does watching the film at any other time of year feel weird? If no, then it's not a Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. Uh. Number two, If you take Christmas out of the movie, does it still make sense? If yes, then it's not a Christmas movie. And if it's like for some of those, there's other holidays included in those movies. Like it's not just Christmas. So I don't feel like just because there's a Christmas scene doesn't make it a Christmas movie. Right. And I know why Harry Potter's on that list when it it does not belong. It's not a Christmas movie. They just always released at Christmas. So around this time of year, like people my age will start their Harry Potter movie marathons. So it's something they do around the holiday, but that doesn't mean it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, there's just one Christmas scene. But I will say there is something about Harry Potter and maybe it's because it's usually kind of snowy in all of the scenes that it makes it feel like it's a winter movie. In the same way that I have albums that while they're not Christmas albums, they feel like Christmas because I usually listen to them this time of year. Like Taylor Swift's Evermore. It's like a fall winter album for me. All right. For more stories, head to thebirtshow.com. Click eBuzz. The Burt Show. After six months of dating, his girlfriend sends him a random text message saying, we need to break up because I have trust issues. And he's doing some self-reflecting. And he's like, this just isn't, it's not settling right with me. I feel like there's something else there. And he wants to know if he did anything wrong that led to the split. If you ever have a dilemma or if you need some advice, you can always go to thebirthshow.com, shoot us an email, and we can read it just like this one. Good morning, Bert Show. I am a 63-year-old man who got divorced in December 2019 after 23 years and moved to Raleigh. I listened to Kristen back when she first got to Rally. I enjoyed being single for over three years, no dates by choice, and started going to the mountains of North Carolina every other weekend to hike. In February this year, I was set up on a blind date with Donna, a 60-year-old female, by my co-worker, her daughter. The first three dates went great, and we decided to be exclusive. After about two months, 
She used the L word first, and I reciprocated. We went on overnight trips and a long trip to the mountains on Memorial Day. I met her other daughter and mom, and she met my mom and my brother and his family. We talked almost every night. My mom's birthday is August 11th, and we made plans to celebrate with her. Our last phone combo was August 8th and ended with the usual, I love yous. We only texted on August 9th, 10th, and 11th, and there was no love ya from her in any of the text. On Saturday morning, August 12th, I got a text saying we need to go our separate ways, that she is having some quote-unquote trust issues, and I still have no idea WTF she is talking about. There's been no communication since then. Hmm. I have tried. I really do not need closure to be able to move on. I may want to date again, and I would like to know if there was something I did that contributed to the ending of our relationship. Oh, it's like he wants a relationship report card, just but with only one X. Exactly. So that I don't repeat it. And why couldn't she talk to me about it rather than breaking up via text? I know it has been three months since the quote-unquote dump. I just know I allowed myself to be open and vulnerable because I thought we had that kind of connection. Can you find out what I did? Thank you for considering my request. Oh, good to know that dating doesn't even get better when in your 60s. <laughs> Abby, are you over here like, no. Like, it doesn't improve ever. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, I do really feel for him. I mean, I think this this is really heartbreaking because it sounds like you were really into Donna. And to for it to come out of nowhere, I know, can be incredibly blindsiding especially when you feel like when she's saying she has trust issues, it feels like she's pointing at you and saying, I have trust issues because of you. But I don't think that's the case because I do think women in particular, I do think guys do this too, but I think when a breakup happens, sometimes you have to pick one thing to say just to be able to sever the relationship. And maybe it really is trust issues on her part, but it could be a much deeper issue as maybe she's feeling like, She's a little bit afraid to commit. Maybe she thought she was ready for a relationship and she wasn't. And so she just needs to give you an explanation that doesn't sound like it's putting anything on you, but is still giving you some kind of reason and, and not just ghosting you. So it it's possible that it could be something that you did, but if it because I'm just guessing here, I think she just needed something to tell you about how to explain her feelings in a very quick and concise way so she could end the relationship. It's just a, such a bummer because they were like, they were using the L word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like it, it, it moved quickly, but it seemed like it moved quickly because you, you have talked about, Abby, that um, the speed of a relationship is, is as long as both people are on the same page as far as how a relationship is progressing, that's all that really should matter. Yeah, you're, you've got to be running the same race and you've mm-hmm. got to be at the same pace. And so it's great that it seems like things were moving at a very steady pace that you were both good with, but... I mean, it's very possible that maybe the pace of the relationship started to freak her out a little bit. I think there's a power struggle in the beginning of a relationship where it's kind of hard to flip the switch, especially if you've been single for a while. And it can be a little scary to be like, oh gosh, like what does this mean for the future? And you can start to spiral. So she may even look back on this decision to break up with you and regret it because maybe she's just self-sabotaging. But um, yeah, I don't know what's going on in her head, but I do really feel for you. Yeah, I feel for him, too. Um, I would imagine dating is probably even harder at his age or at their age. And to go from love yous and family being involved to such a fall from grace and then get just a simple 
two-word text about why somebody is splitting, I can definitely see why that would play take a toll on your mind and you want answers, and I, I get that. I do think that is, as good as it is, I think it's a great thing to look within yourself and relationships in and figure out what did I do wrong. Sometimes you didn't do anything wrong. Sometimes it really is that the other person is get tell exactly what they're telling you. Maybe she really just does have trust issues, but... I can understand why in this type of situation he would really want to find out what exactly went wrong from them to go to the L word to that so quickly. Yeah, the question that breaks my heart is like, he goes, can you find out what I did? Ugh. I mean, he very well probably may not have done anything, mm-hmm. but I mean, he gave us her information. So um, hang tight. We'll, you know, Tommy will try to pursue it and see if we can find out anything for you. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights, make it spicy. My margaritas, make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you gotta have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast. So be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights, make it spicy. My margaritas, make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you gotta have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. The Burt Show. Not sure where to begin with this. I guess last night one of the more popular frats on campus was having a Christmas on the beach themed party. So all around the bar area were girls dressed in bikinis with vague Christmas themes. My roommate is dating this total nut job named Sydney. And as far as I knew, they were broken up. Well, at like 2 a.m., he bombs through the door with Sydney and her friend in tow, both dressed like slutty elves with way too much skin <laughs> showing. <laughs> My, My roommate, favorite kind of elf, by the way. Yeah, a couple of ho-ho-hos. <laughs> My roommate and Sydney went into his room and still haven't come out. I was playing Fortnite, and the other girl said she was the designated driver and was stuck. Would she? Would you mind if I charged my phone and hung out until she knew what her friend Sydney was doing? And I said, fine. Maybe 15 minutes later, she said something like, I know this is weird for both of us, but I'm not here by choice, and I don't want to bail on my friend, but I'm sitting here with a guy I don't really know in a bikini, and it's weird, and I'm cold. Do you have some sweats I can borrow? I see you every Monday and Wednesday, and I promise I'll give them back. I told her no. I wasn't comfortable with that. She asked if I at least had a blanket. 
I found one in my roommate's spare room, but it was really small and said, sorry, it's the best I can do. She fell asleep on the couch and I went to bed. My oldest sister came to pick me up for breakfast and she saw the girl sleeping on the couch and asked why a half-naked girl is sleeping under a baby blanket on my couch. In the car, I told her what happened and she basically got so mad at me saying I had about 30 opportunities to be a really decent guy and I blew it. She says it sounds like the girl was trying to do the right thing by her friend and I could have let her use some sweats. I could have let her sleep in my bed while I took the couch. I could have said that she could go home and I'd drive her friend Sydney home. But basically, I was an a-hole because I left an apparently nice girl in a vulnerable position and I didn't even care. She said, I need to grow up if I ever want to have friends and have some empathy if I ever want girls to like me. She has no idea if that girl was into me or not, but I missed a great, quote, practice round of treating someone in a nice way that they may reciprocate. So am I the a-hole? I kind of think you are. Uh, Yeah, this to me, there's really no question. If I was put in that scenario, and I have been, um, you missed... It's not even a missed opportunity, but the right thing to do in that situation would have been to be a gentleman and offer her some clothes. I mean, she was out there flaunting it for Santa and the, and the other elves, and you just left her hanging out to dry with an elf-sized blanket. I think it was incredibly rude, and I, yeah, I think you're the a-hole here. I get not wanting to let somebody borrow your clothes, right? But, like, getting her a better blanket or something, like, that, like... Just leaving her freezing on the couch and with whatever tiny thing you got, that was unacceptable. That's the hard part to defend. Uh, I get the clothes thing as well. I don't think that part would have made you an a-hole, but you should have found another reasonable solution to help her out and be a gentleman in that situation. A sheet of all things. Do you not? Of course. He's a dude. He doesn't have spare sheets hanging around. (laughs) Things you think about me. (laughs) I don't think he's an a-hole. I think he could have been nice and helped her out, but she chose to wear that outfit. She chose, like, her friend decided to go back to the place. Like, once your friend walks through that door with her ex or current boyfriend, whatever he is, you're free and clear. Like, you know she's going to stay the night, and if she's not, she can call an Uber. He was the a-hole. Uh, he was not an a-hole. He should have been better. He could have given her a blanket, but I don't think he's in the wrong. Hmm. All right, so uh, if you have a younger sibling or if you have an older sibling, this next segment is for you because I came across this on Instagram, and it's all about how older siblings tormented their younger siblings. And I also found a list on BuzzFeed of some of the things older siblings have done to their younger siblings. Oh, my God. I can imagine. It's so bad, but we're going to read it. Um, so one eight five five 855 855-237-8746. If you are the younger sibling and want to share what hell your older sibling put you through. So what caught my eye on Instagram from Bustle UK is just a woman with her photo and over top of it, some copy. And it says, since everyone is talking about trauma caused by older sisters, my sister and I would imaginary play being at a Spice Girls concert. She played all five Spice Girls and I was a fan who would try and rush the stage and she would kick me off while performing. (laughs) (laughs) It's so harsh. All right, so then I did some digging to see if I found some other stuff that uh, older siblings had done to younger siblings. And so some of these from the BuzzFeed list go, my older siblings didn't want to watch me while babysitting, so they tied me to a tree in our front yard. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. That's foul. Mm-hmm. My older brother once convinced me to sit in a laundry basket, and then my older sister came running in with a second basket they put on top. Then they tied the two baskets together with socks and threw me down the stairs. Okay, oh, that's fair. God. That's, all, that's, that's all fair right there. <laughs> 
Once when I was little, my older sister wanted to play dog in which I acted like a dog and she acted like my owner. So she put our actual dog's collar, which happened to be an invisible fence collar on me. (laughs) And she walked me across the boundary line. I still remember the feeling of getting shocked. (laughs) That is dirty. I, I had a Barbie dream house when I was little, and my brother's G.I. Joes would regularly invade, loot, pillage, and behead their captives. I would find Barbie heads all over the house. Wow. My brother and I convinced our little sister that she had to eat the fortune and fortune cookies in order for it to come true. (laughs) We kept it up for five years before we realized she was full of S. So my brother is eight years older than me. And uh, up until, so he left the house when he was 18. So I was like 10 when he left. But growing up, it was a living hell. He tried flushing my head down the toilet. He would throw me out of the house and lock me out of the house. And one time we were over at our cousin's house, and she is a few years younger than me, and she accidentally pooped her pants. And they took her underwear, my brother, and put it on this long stick and chased me through the woods with it. You would have thought the devil was after me. I don't think I've ever ran so fast in my life. Probably not. All right. My older brother would kill spiders and tape their dead carcasses to my bedroom wall. Okay. Oh, my God. Ew. Serial killer vibes. Um, Let's see. These are really evil. My older sister used to charge me rent to live in our house. <laughs> that's, not, that's not bad. Yeah. Uh. Okay. We always thought we were special when our older older brother decided to treat us to his brotherly allowance, but it wasn't until it wasn't until years later that we realized he just wanted to hurl coins at us from his third floor window. <laughs> Um, my older siblings told me that change was more valuable than bills because cash is just paper and coins are gold and silver. So then they take all my money. <laughs> um, my older brothers used to chase me around the house with super soakers filled with toilet water. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, and we got some people on the line. Hey, Cindy, welcome to the birth show. How did your older sibling torment you? Hi. Um, it wasn't my older sibling. It was my husband. Um, my husband is the oldest sibling. It's um, five of them, but it's two, three boys and two girls. Mm-hmm. And he, him and his next to the next to the oldest brother would take the younger brother, and they 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 made him um, take his clothes off, or they took his clothes off, and it was cold outside, and so they took him and put him in a tree and tied him up to that tree and left him there overnight with no clothes on. Overnight. Oh, my God. Okay, I think that might be abuse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Have y'all heard about the <laughs> knife running theory with siblings? No, uh uh-uh. There's always one sibling that would run after your siblings with knives, and there's always one running away. This is a a Gen Z thing. Like, it's not just me, I swear. On TikTok, people are sharing which sibling they were, the one that chased after their sibling with knives or the one that was running away. Hmm, I'm trying to figure out which one I was. I definitely had best friends growing up, and they had an older sibling who, um, yes, used used a knife to terrorize them. Didn't actually touch them with it, but... (laughs) Most of them here, like... This is insane. (laughs) Yeah, it, it it was weird. The Bird Show. All right, so um, Abby, what happened with a stranger and you and uh, an adult toy? Yeah, nothing says Merry Christmas like uh, someone you don't know surprising you with a little adult fun. So I talked about this earlier in the show about how I went on this trip to Pigeon Forge slash slash Gatlinburg. Tommy, what are you in my 
Tommy's in my ear. No, he, he doesn't need you're, you're good. Keep Shut going. up, Tommy. Uh, <laughs> I went on a trip to Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg with a new group of friends. And uh, most of the people I didn't know beforehand, but I was determined to weasel my way into the friend group. So the first night we did something really cute. We made like a family dinner and we all sat around the table. It was like 14 people, of, uh, uh, 14 people, some couples, some singles. And, you know, we're all gabbing and being young and cute and eating lasagna or whatever we made for our quote unquote family dinner. And after about two glasses of wine, one of my friends brought up one of the most embarrassing stories I brought up on the show because she's a P1. And it was the one about my mom sharing my Adam and Eve commercial with the whole Thanksgiving table. And so my friend decides like, well, this is kind of like a Thanksgiving table. Why don't we just retell the story about my friend um, <laughs> selling sex toys on the internet. And so it kind of became like this ongoing joke throughout the weekend that weirdly enough, I felt like endeared me to the people because they would just bring it up in the most random situations. Like I I was walking up the stairs after a couple couple of glasses of wine and I completely <laughs> ate it up the stairs. That was when you ate it. Yeah. That's when I ate it. Mm-hmm. And I like, I'm like on the floor like sobbing and someone was like, my God, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, it's a little swollen. They're like, well, did you know if you use code Abby for 50% off, you can just vibrate the swelliness away <laughs> with, with a dildo. And I was like, thanks, Jared. Well, I'm trying to like get walk my way back to the bedroom. But after it became like this running joke, we did the, we did this um they or not Thanksgiving Christmas exchange where we all drew names like Secret Santa. So everybody in the group got somebody else to buy a gift for in downtown Gatlinburg. And oh, I was really, that's fun. It was so fun, but I was really nervous because I was the only one that people hadn't really known before. So I'm thinking, shoot, I got to buy a gift for somebody I probably don't know that well. And B, I've got to now deal with a little bit of secondhand embarrassment because someone's going to have to buy me a gift and they don't really know me either. And so we, I draw somebody's name. Thank God it was actually somebody I knew. Absolutely crushed their gift because it was the husband of my friend who invited me, I was like, just tell me what to get Scott. And she was like, he loves banana pudding. So I got him banana pudding moonshine. And so (laughs) we're all running around downtown Gatlinburg, like the craziest people there. And we go back to the cabin and we're all sitting around a circle getting ready to exchange our secret Santa gifts. And I give Scott my banana pudding moonshine. He was real thrilled about it. They finished it in like half an hour, which led for a very good time because moonshine, hella strong, Mm -hmm. if you didn't know. And then finally it got to the, per- it finally it's like one of the last people. And I'm like, shoot, one of these people got my name. And I'm starting to feel a little cringe because I know we're about to have this awkward moment where they're like, enjoy your gift. And I'm like, thanks. I know we've only spoken for like 10 minutes. So I'm going to like appreciate it no matter what it is. So the person who gets me ends up standing up, walking over to me and they've got this white plastic bag that was like pretty big. And I'm like, what did you get with our $25 secret Santa limit? And the front of the bag said, the cat's meow on it. I was like, oh my God, somebody told this person that I really love cats. Like it's probably something from a cat back home. What a sweet idea. They did such a good job. They really went out of their way to make this special for me. So I grabbed the bag and (laughs) I open it up and tell me why it's not a gift for my cat, but for the other kitty. It was, (laughs) it was, I guess the cat's meow really does stand for something else. I open it up and it's like a, 
adult toy the size of my forearm. So oh I whip it out. And now I'm like in front of all these people that I've just met like Merry Christmas to me, I guess. But it was a callback to the joke that we were all talking about with um, my Adam and Eve ad where everyone was like, yeah, I guess we're all getting our Christmas gifts um, from Abby's discount code for her Adam and Eve sponsorship. So that's a bold move for a perfect stranger yeah, to uh, go in and get they, they, you all must have been real hammered shopping in downtown Gatlinburg. We drank so much moonshine. I did not realize, I think because I, <laughs> I didn't realize that regular liquor is like 40%. And so when they were giving us the shots of moonshine that they were like, oh, this is 35%, but like the highest one was a hundred proof. I was like, oh my God, 35% is so weak. So I was going for the ones that were like 80% and a hundred percent. What is wrong with you? That's like, like just like liquid fire. Yeah. It, it was so painful. And honestly, <laughs> I, I don't know what they put in it, but I actually had zero hangover that weekend. So shout really? out to Moonshine. How do you have zero hangover after down in Moonshine? I don't know. What- still drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get hungover if you're still drunk. <laughs> the Bird Show. All right, parents, this is a question for y'all. How do you handle the school when your parenting tactics are different from what your kid's teacher is teaching them? That is the question that Cassie has. And it's tough because I'm not saying one way is right or the other is wrong. I'm just saying we do things differently from what's being taught at my uh, my sister. Oh my God, I'm so tired. My daughter's school. You got you got sick little ones at home. So I, I know you've been burning it on both ends. I do. So I'm, but like many parents out there, I'm not special. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to talk to my daughter about it with Without vilifying her teachers or making them look like they're wrong Um, because I want her to respect her teachers and the things that they say and the pearls of wisdom they have but also I want her to uphold our family values so for instance she started coming home and yesterday she kept calling me ma'am yes ma'am and I'm like no that's I know that's in many households that's a sign of respect that's not for our our household. Like I grew up, if you said yes, ma'am, you were basically being insolent. Um, and I think it's because of our British background. We just didn't use that. And I don't like it. And I like kids respecting adults. But for me, the man part is rubbing me the wrong way. So I just, you know, smiled and said, oh, babe, you don't have to call me ma'am. Like, I understand it's a respectful thing for other adults, but I'm your mom. So you don't need to call me that. And then there's other times where she'll be like, oh, they tell me I have to eat everything on my plate Mm. at lunch. And I'm like, that is not the rule in our house. Because, I mean, if you've been a long-term virtual listener, you know that I am trying very hard to make sure my daughter grows up without issues around food, which I had. So in our house, it's you don't have to eat what you what's on the plate. I'd like you to try it or at least taste it or touch it. You're not getting anything else. But you're you don't have to eat and you don't have to finish your food. And so for her to come home being like, oh, they they're making you know they're telling us we have to finish our plate, we have to clean it. And I'm like, that is not okay with me. But I don't want to storm into the school and be like, my child deserves special treatment. I want you to do things differently. So I'm not sure how to handle that conversation. And what I've told her is, you know, you can tell the teacher nicely and say, hey, my mom says I don't have to finish what's on my plate. Um, And she also says you're welcome to talk to her. And I'll go talk to the teacher as well. I'm not going to put it all on my daughter. But I also feel weird going to the school and talking to the teacher and being like, hey, in my house, we don't do that. We do it this way. So I'm not sure where the line is here. No, I mean, if you don't want that instilled in her and if you don't want them to force her to eat everything on her plate, then yeah, I, I don't even think that's a go into the school thing. I think that's a you email the teacher and be like, hey, Hazel mentioned this. Um, 
our pol- our policy is, and so if if you could please, re- like if you could please abide by that, I would be greatly appreciative. I guess in my head, I'm becoming one of those micromanager mothers. That, like I know I mm-hmm. can't control everything her yeah. entire life, and I want to be con- cognizant of that. So I'm not sure where to pick and choose. Well, you got to. That's when you got to choose your own battles, and that's you know, it's it's something I haven't learned in in motherhood yet because I haven't had any of those instances. But like with work, there's some things you make a stink about, and some things you don't. Like you choose what's important to you and what you think is impactful, and that and also what you think you need to stand up for. And other stuff just isn't that big of a deal. So you have to, it's like the book, um, The Art of Not Giving a, an F. Mm-hmm. You just, and it's not, a, that book, when you read the title, it's like, you don't give an F about anything. That's not true. You figure out what's important and what you should give an F about. And the other stuff just falls off to the side because it doesn't matter. So when you're looking at your daughter and her upbringing and what you want to instill, if something is greatly encroaching or infringing on something that, you, you know, something you're trying to instill in her, then that's when you say something to the school. And it, well, it's tough. And I overthink it, too, because I know teachers have a lot in their plate because in my head, then Hazel's going to be eating lunch with the rest of the kids and the rest of the kids are being told to clear their plates. But Hazel doesn't have to. So why does she get special treatment? Mm-hmm. Like, is it going to cause a nightmare for the teacher? I care not enough to be like, it's OK, you can do that to my child. But like, that's I think where my issue is coming in is I don't want her to be the odd man out. But I also feel like there are things that are really important that places haven't caught up on or people just aren't up to speed on the new science and data. Let me put it that way, like a little behind. And and I, it's my job as a mom to make sure I am up to date on this stuff. And that makes me sound so self-aggrandizing and I'm not trying to. It's just, if you're a parent, you know how important your kids are to you and how important it is that they're raised in a way that you agree with and you feel comfortable with. And when someone does, I mean, Hazel's come home and told me stuff and immediately like mama bear rage has come out. And I'm like, this is a three-year-old telling you this story. Like, let's think about what probably actually happened and find out the truth. But, you know, there have been times in the past where I've told her her teachers are wrong and that's not correct, but we can handle it a different way. I mean, what I've noticed in like, you know, and Jimmy's in a, a, a two-year-old two class. Um, he goes to preschool. And so like, our, we don't do juice in our house, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're just, we're right now just strictly water. Uh, we're trying to kick that juice can down the road as long as we can. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, I know there are some like, you know, good juices out there or whatever. And you do as a parent feel like you have to overly explain why you choose to do something. But bottom line is you do what's best for you. And so whenever we have like class parties, there's always juice. And when they go to pass Jimmy one, I'm just like, no, thank you. We don't do juice. And it's, I mean, it's literally that simple. There's another parent in there that doesn't do a lot of sodium. So there was, you know, putting some pretzels on a plate and she just kind of scooped them up. I, I noticed her and she didn't know it, but she just kind of scooped them up in her hand and then, you know, took them away. And that's that. So yeah, you, you ultimately just got to decide what is important. And like you said, there's some things that it's like, this is not going to harm my child. This is not going to traumatize my child. They're going to, they're going to be fine, but I don't overthink it. And that's, I'm sure I guarantee you that the teachers have probably heard it before. We'll see. Or I'm going to, that or I'm going to have my picture up as that mom. <laughs> well, let us know how that conversation goes okay. with the teacher, please. Sure it's going to go great. It's the Bird Show. Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Bird Show.